You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 33. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. Cancel culture. I actually have had to create this word in other languages um, from this phenomenon that has been developed in the United States of America and also in the United Kingdom. And so it's kind of fascinating. They've had to create words in other languages to describe actually what's happening. And it's a recent word, and it's not clear where exactly who coined it. And basically it was on the social media, Twitter, where people started using it, and it started to gain traction on search engines from 2018. And what's kind of funny, it's been used to describe so many things from celebrities to returning celebrities returning awards to celebrity authors pulling out of book deals uh, to events being canceled and things like that. And as I started noticing this word being used in the news, I started to realize it's actually an old old idea. And what I mean old, it's a very ancient idea. Today we have this new glossy word to describe something that has been a part of our history for a really long time. And I think looking at it from an ancient kind of phenomenon will help you determine for yourself what to think about it, what to think about what happens in the media around cancel culture, and especially how it impacts you, although it may not seem like it does because it's happening to other people, when actually cancel culture is part of our life at a very individual level. So then I'm going to talk about it on kind of this macro scale where we do see it in the media and then on a micro scale, which brings it closer to home, closer to our everyday lives. And so the definition that I'm going to give you actually will cover this kind of macro perspective to a micro perspective. And then I'll discuss the nuance of cancel culture. So basically how I look at it is removing contact with someone or something. And so when we look at it from our individual lives, this could be ghosting somebody, so not responding to someone's messages and we used to call this actually before the term ghosting was um, created this word that was created was called no contact so people sometimes were no contact with family members and another word we used to use was estranged you're estranged from a sibling you no longer are in communication contact with a family member and so what you're doing is you're removing contact with someone or something And for me, at an individual level, this is also deciding to support certain businesses and not support certain businesses. So I value supporting local businesses, and I try to do that as often as I can. At the same time, I'm canceling out not supporting other bigger businesses. I am removing contact with those businesses that I I don't consider that are local businesses. 
Now, the common way to kind of differentiate some of those terms like ghosting and no contact versus cancel culture is cancel culture has an element of public shaming. And this has occurred because if a celebrity does this, it becomes widely known through the media. And now we also have the Internet. So even if public shaming did occur in the past, it was more localized and it didn't spread as far as it does today because we have the internet and because we are on social media. And the thing about public shaming is that it can actually occur whether or not somebody intended to shame somebody else because it occurs when a lot of people get the information and the media or individuals can then shame somebody for something that's happened. And although we can maybe differentiate cancel culture from some of the past terms that I've used, like going no contact or supporting certain businesses and not supporting other businesses, is that public shaming actually occurs even within our, our sphere and our individual lives. If I were to go on to my social media account and say, okay, maybe you maybe it's not a good idea to support this big business in our city. I reach my network and I technically shame that larger company. Now, that may not be my intention. It may, my intention very well may be to inform somebody. But that is an element of public shaming that happens in our individual lives. When we then go out and even communicate with somebody, even communicate with another family member that we're like, okay, I'm not in contact with my sibling and I I talk to my cousin and I say, hey, I'm not talking to her anymore. That is an element of public shaming, even if the intention is not there. So cancel culture actually exists at a very individual level. The only differentiation between what we see in the media today and in our personal lives is the scale of that quote-unquote public shaming that occurs. And so now I'm going to take it back to the macro level, but without the internet, without the ease in which the public shaming can occur. So if you look back in history... And again, I'm I'm looking at the definition of cancel culture as removing contact with someone or something. And if we look back in our history, we have apartheid, segregation, events like the Holocaust, events today that occur, ethnic cleansing, redlining. All of these practices in history and today are about removing contact with someone or something with the idea at that time, at the time it's happening, with the idea of improving society. And when you look at events today with celebrities or branded organizations deciding to remove themselves from another organization, from something that they don't agree with, most likely idea in their minds is that they're trying to improve society. They're trying to bring about change in sexism and racism. And I can say the same thing, that when I support local businesses and I decide not to buy from larger corporations, it's the idea that I am improving society by supporting local businesses to help the economy thrive. 
Now, at first, it may seem like a really positive thing to cancel an organization or a celebrity canceling out participating in an organization because they have sexist or racist policies. But here's the thing when an organization decides or a celebrity decides not to support something anymore. What ends up happening is it seems like we're impacting the people in charge of that corporation, that we want to see them change. When in reality, when we decide not to work with an organization, the people that actually really get impacted are the people working in that organization and the people that support that organization. And oftentimes, there are people like me, people of color who are working in an organization, creating a livelihood, and we decide, okay, we're not going to work with this organization because we don't we disagree with how they run business or their policies. And then my question becomes, is canceling out another person or organization going to bring about the progress that people want? And so as you consider that question, I'm going to leave you with this thought. When events in history like apartheid and segregation and laws have been changed not to allow redlining, when those practices were ended, that's actually where the progress in improving our society has been made. And it's not necessarily the removing of someone from our society or shaming them. It's actually seeing that every person in society contributes to making it a better one. And I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.